I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? Welcome in, everybody, to the debut episode of By the Hook with Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman. I am Colby Powell. Andrew, what's going on? About time. Let's go. It's about time. Let's get this thing started. We, uh, you know, we've worked together a lot in the past. Figured we'd get it back together. March Madness right around the corner. So uh, Good time to get going. Lots of NBA getting running down the uh, playoff uh, road here. And then, of course, all these teams angling for March Madness, too. So plenty of games to choose from. Yeah, like Especially OU last win- night with a big win. <laughs> that was probably didn't get them into the tournament, but it didn't keep them out of the tournament either. I didn't look to see what the line was. I'm betting OU winning by 14 was a cover. It, they covered, yes. Yeah, I'm did. betting they covered. I think they were even a slight... I want to say that they were a slight dog. I can't remember. They? That. It was it was within one and a half or two points. See, and it wouldn't have surprised me either way, even if they were a favorite, because that's one of those quirky lines. Yeah. That yeah. If you see OU favorite over Texas Tech, it you kind of do a double take. Yeah, it looks weird. It, it's a weird home game, sort of-ish home game. But they were playing for their tournament lives. But Tech was a one and a half point favorite. Closed at one and a half. Tech opened as a three point favorite. Okay, closed at one and a half. So OU's on a, sh- a short dog there, which... Makes a little bit of sense, but backing this OU team right now uh, requires one to hold their nose. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, you don't know what little, you're going to get. It takes a little, little courage. Yes, and Tech is not the same team that we saw last year, and they played him to a couple possessions in Lubbock. So I guess you could have looked at it that way, but OU was on its deathbed last night, I think. Yeah, they had to have it, and they got it. Yep, and they got it. Shout they're out not, to them for getting it. They're not in, but they're not out now. Because if they lose last night, they're not getting in unless right. they do some sort of run in the tournament. Right. Who is, off the top of your head, the best team in the NBA against the spread? Off the top of my head, I know this answer. I think it's Chris Paul and the Thunder. It is Chris Paul and the Thunder. Yeah. After last night. It's, and I say that on purpose. It's Chris Paul, comma, and the Thunder because his decision-making in the fourth quarter has been off the charts good. And they've played so many close games. And look at their record. What, what are they, 12, 15 games over 500 now? Uh, I know they're 38-20 and 20 against the spread. Yeah. and Which is Which means that they're good. a dog a lot of the time, and they're a good team as a dog. Yes. Yeah. Last night they didn't cover. Last night they were eight-point favorites against the Bulls. And they flirted around with Chicago and nearly got beat. Yeah, they did because they were up big in the first half and you mm-hmm. think they're on the way to another cover and then the NBA gets you and that's about right for the NBA. Yeah. This is the opposite team, Thunder team, that we've seen in years past. Big favorites for most of the bulk of the seasons last year and the year before. Don't cover, don't cover, don't cover. Get beat at home by Washington. Stuff like that. This year they're doing the opposite. They're winning road game after road game and they're covering uh, as a dog a lot of the time. Yeah, Oklahoma City was up by 17 at halftime, mm-hmm. trailed going into the fourth. I remember. I watched it. Uh, third quarter got a little ugly. Yeah, it did. A little ugly but for the third. Chris Paul, and that's, they've been great making the right decisions. They've been great uh, making all the right plays down the stretch, and that, that's, what, that's how you cover games. Yeah, I, uh, I actually sat last night out, which I don't do too often. I sat last night out. It was my wife's birthday. That's right. Okay. And I knew that if I had action going, you I was going to be checking my phone. I was going to be checking my you phone, checking just, my phone. You know what we're going to do on this podcast? What? We're going to give enough winners that you put the bet in and you can just go to the movies. Don't worry about it. Just cash the ticket. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Couple, check back a couple can hours later. Golf course instead of the movies? You can go to the golf course, check back a couple hours later, and you know what you're going to see? Oh, winner. Winner. Right in your bank account. Yeah, those are the ones that are fun. But those yeah, are last good. night I decided to stay away. I was like, good I, I know I'm going to be you on You would have taken the Thunder minus the seven. It'd been hard to uh, take the Bulls there. Yeah, I probably, it probably would have been a no play yeah. for me, but... I couldn't have taken the 
The Bulls. But now you get husband of the year for not uh, paying attention yeah. to any sports. You're yeah. in the running. Something like that. It's early in the year, but you're in the running. Yeah, I'm in the running. Yeah. On eBay, bidding on a new driver for my wife for her birthday. It's one, one of her gifts. Lenardi has you gifts. on the bubble right now. On the bubble, uh, yeah, yes. Exactly. You yeah. might be first four out. Uh, yeah, we're, we're flirting with it. We're Good. flirting with it. Uh, tonight in the NBA, several games. Big big slate of NBA games tonight, actually. How and, many teams are in action? This has uh, to be... We got 20. nine games tonight. Nine games. So that would be... You play one game a night, right? One game More a night. More than one. So, so 18, 18 teams. teams. Yep. So let's go 18 teams. Anything stand out to you off the top? Well, the Cavs are coming off of a win. That says to me... I like the other side of that immediately. For the 16th time this year, they're coming off a win. Good you're, for them. You're exactly right. The 76ers are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite who they are not great on the road. That's putting it mildly. But they are the kind of team that will beat up on weaker teams and declare themselves world champions and then get run over by the Bucks. Um, that game probably would not be the first one that comes to mind. But the, here's the one that does stand out a little bit. The Knicks – or a short favorite on the road at the Hornets. That is a definite hold-your-nose kind of game. 17-40 and 40 versus 19-38. and 38. Do you have an over-under on that, by chance? Mm-hmm. It's got to be, what, 200? 205? 208 and a half. 208 and a half. If, if I see the Knicks as a favorite, it sort of is so disgusting to me that I would think there's something going on there. I would take the Knicks in this game. I agree. Anytime it's the so Knicks are favored. It's so weird that it makes no sense. I'd like to know how many times they've been favored on the season. Can't be, can't be double 50, digits, I'd right? Say, I'd say 10 or fewer, yeah. I'd yeah, say 10 or fewer. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it'd be double. I think, that, I think it'd be between 5 and 9. And if I'm not mistaken, the Magic and the Hawks play 14 times a season. It seems like they're always playing. That, that, that game's in Atlanta. Uh, the Magic... I guess sort of have an outside chance. The Hawks are trying to lose. Knicks and the Hornets are both trying to lose. I, I, if, if you're looking at big favorites, the Heat coming off of a loss at Cleveland are home against a Timberwolves team that is dead in the water. Ten and a half. The Heat, 15 games over 500. Nice team. I might consider buying a point or two there and, and getting the Heat, teasing the Heat down to – Maybe putting them in with a teaser or something, but I would guess that they win that game. Yeah, if you had the Heat on Monday, you were a little upset. They they had a big lead early. And they were leading the whole game. Leading the whole way and then threw yeah. it away in the fourth quarter. Ended up losing the game outright. Mm-hmm. Back to that Philly-Cleveland game, I'll take Cleveland plus the eight against Philly. You know how many road games Philly's lost in a row? A bunch. Six. They've lost six in a they, row. They haven't lost a ro- they have not won a road game in more than a month. January 20th was the last time they won a road game. But isn't... Cleveland get well sort of their get right sort of game. You would think so. I mean, they beat Miami the other night. Mm-hmm. That's I, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at uh, looking at how bad Philly is on the road. They are, and, and I heard I can't remember who it was talking about this the other day. It's the immaturity of Philly mm-hmm. contributes to their inability to oh, win absolutely. on the road. And no, no Ben question. Simmons, no question. No Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid really feeling himself coming off the 49 point outburst the other night. Yeah, I like. Uh, Cleveland, by the way, winners of three of their last four. Yeah, it might be time to fade that direction. Against Atlanta, Washington, and Miami. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it might be time to fade that direction. Maybe. Uh, but, um, but give me Cleveland tonight plus the eight against Philly. That's one of your picks, son. Okay. Remember, we'll see. We're, we'll, we're at the end of the one. show, we'll do three picks. Okay. And we'll pick a golfer for this week. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, I do like um, – yeah, I told you the Knicks would be probably one of mine. Um, I would probably lean toward the Jazz at home giving four and a half. They've lost both of their games since the All-Star break. Uh, the Celtics on a West Coast trip just played 
uh, pretty well at the Lakers the other day. What was that Sunday night? We're leaving yeah. that game, lost it late. When uh, Tatum went off, wasn't mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. LeBron, LeBron hit the uh, mm-hmm. fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a game. Um, I'd probably favor the Jazz in that one uh, and Celtics playing, trying to get out of town. But Yeah, that, Utah four and a half. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's not quite enough there to me, especially the Jazz needing to win as, bad as badly as they do. Yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't do that much for you. might be a no play for me. Yeah, yeah. Rockets Grizzlies is one I might have an eye on. I think I like uh, the Grizzlies plus the eleven and a half at Houston. Yeah, I, I think Houston is one of those teams that, and and they did end up covering the other night. Um, they were a double digit. No, I, they did not cover the twelve, but they were up by ten or twelve the entire yeah, game. Yeah, they won by eleven against yeah. the Knicks on Monday night. That's right. Yeah, they're one of those teams that can heat up in a hurry, but I I just think that they're give a shitter. It doesn't register a lot of times. They're yeah. good enough to win in the end because they can jack up a bunch of threes and win, which makes me sort of scared of betting them. Yeah, and they also jack up enough threes against bad teams that if they're off, you're going to have an easy cover. Mm-hmm. If, if you can get Russ to start shooting, you're going to have an easy cover. Yes, which, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want to happen. So we'll uh, circle back to some of those in our picks at the end of the show. College basketball tonight, pretty thin slate in college mm-hmm. basketball tonight. No Big 12 games, only three top 25 games. St. John's and Villanova. I watched St. John's play a game last week. I'm seeing 51 games tonight. Yeah, You're saying you want big-name teams versus big-name teams? Yeah. Why? Do those tickets cash more than other tickets? Yeah, you get a bonus. If you take it to the window in Vegas, they'll give you a bonus if you better rank teams. I don't think that's the way it works. No, that isn't the way it works. But I... What do I know about here? Here's what I can tell you. let's Let's go to all D1. What do I know about Mercer and Citadel? I don't know what you know about Mercer and Citadel... But I can tell you this, that when we're talking about value, I don't care if you're talking about women's tennis, high lie, or the NFL. Just because we see the uh, the Bears and the Vikings play all the time does not mean that there's more value in that game. We think we know those teams, but the whole point of this podcast, by the way, I don't know anyone else that's doing local gambling stuff like we are, is to give you some value on games that maybe you wouldn't think of before. So when I see a team like Rhode Island at 19 and 7 on the road at Fordham, which can't win, 7 and 19, Rhode Island's an 11 11 and a half point favorite. They're playing for their tournament lives. Let's look into that. I would look into that one. I would look into East Tennessee State, a team that's going to be on the bubble if they don't somehow win their conference. But a team like East Tennessee State or 25 and 4. All right, that's a Southern Conference team at 25-4, and four, playing on the road at Wofford, and they're only giving three and a half. This is a team that thinks, okay, if we don't win our conference tournament, they're probably not getting in, right? But they might get into the NIT. Right. So they're going to be trying their ass off to win this game. Against a team that's barely over 500, and they're giving three and a half, there's probably some value in those lower market games. So how about this? This is the first episode. Let's get into our philosophy here on, okay. on, on where the money and, and the percentage of the bets are at. Because I just threw out Mercer and Citadel right. randomly. Right. So right now... My guess is both those teams are under 500 too. I, I don't even know. I don't even have that in front of me. But I've got the money on that game tonight pulled up in front of me. Uh-huh. 76% of the tickets are on Mercer. Okay. 94% of the money is on Mercer. Mm-hmm. 94%. Usually if I see that, I look the other way. Mm-hmm. Mer- Mercer's giving 6.5. So you'd have to take Citadel as a 6.5 point dog. They're only getting 6% of the money. At home as a six and a half point dog, and I don't know anything about either of those teams. I'm just talking about how much 
of an impact do you take into account the, the amount of money on one side? Because Vegas builds those hotels usually when 90% yeah. of the money's on one side. That's true, but here's the deal on that. Mercer's 15 and 14. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to win their conference tournament. Citadel's 6 and 21. Not great. No, they're not great. So basically you're giving up a touchdown in this game at 7, 6.5, whatever it is. Even if Mercer isn't any good, Citadel, by their record alone, tells you they can't win games. They're really bad. They can't win games. If it's close, it's going to go out of hand. They're probably not going to close games out. Now, does it happen? Of course it does. But when you see 94% of the money, I'm with you. When we're talking philosophy, I love to see the big number on one side, and I like to go the other way most of the time. But the idea that there are pros out there who are markedly better at doing what we're talking about than the average better on a, a Sunday NFL ticket game, th- that just doesn't exist. There's not a bunch of guys that are going 8-1 and one or 7-2 and two every week. Most everyone is trying to tread water, and the difference between the experts and the regular players and the people who are listening to us is probably not that significant. But you I mean, can. The, the best of the best are going six and four. Right, on they're a trying. Saturday. They're trying to get to sixty percent. Is yeah. a great. Day. Is a great year. And, and your average Joe maybe goes four and six that day. Right, and loses money. The six and four and guy wins difference. money, and that is the difference. And one of the indicators, not the indicator, but one of the indicators on which way to bet in a game that you might not know is to look at the percentage of money. Is everybody on one side? Then it's too good to be true. Right, so how about the this? The other side of that, though, the, the downside of that, it doesn't mean that it's always wrong. The reason that 94% of people are on that game is because Citadel can't win. They don't win games. So you're betting on them losing by four you're betting, or five. You're, That's, yeah, you're, you're hoping. I mean, there's also a, a, some legitimacy in the philosophy of don't bet on bad teams. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that they're 6-21 and 21 is because they're not keeping it close against guys. Right, so how about this? How about whenever the tickets – Vary greatly from the money. Let's look at St. John's and Villanova tonight. Right. My guess is that most of the tickets are on Villanova, like 80%. 74% of the tickets are on Villanova. That's a 21-16 playing at home. Villanova's a national name. They're going to get average Joe money from you and me and everyone else because we know that Villanova's good at basketball for the last 30 years. Yeah, we know Jay Wright. We know Villanova. They won a couple championships. Archie did... What's his name is not there anymore. Dean Namakano? Yeah, he plays for the Bulls. Yeah, that was not his name. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I do remember. Yes. Hashtag White Dante. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Not a lot of those guys. Not a lot of those guys. (laughs) So 74% of the tickets are on Villanova? I bet more than half are on that St. John's team to keep it close at minus 12.5. 60% of the money is on St. John's. That's a perfect so, so example of what we're talking about. So 20% of the tickets, but 60% of the money is on St. John's. Which means that there is what they consider, quote-unquote, smart money out there the on bigger St. Players. John's. The bigger players are betting on St. John's to not necessarily win, but just to keep it close. Because there's nothing that makes sense in your mind to say, St. John's on the road going to win this game? They're not winning this game. See, and I actually, I kind of like St. John's plus the 12 and a yes, half here. Yes, And And maybe it's because I watched an entire St. John's game last week. Yeah. I had Xavier minus two. Right. And they end up winning by three because a guy gets fouled with one second left and hits two free throws. That was a lucky backdoor cover for a favorite that I got. But I watched St. John's for an entire game. 
They play 100 miles an hour. Yeah. They're not a great team. No. They're close to 500 on the no. season. They change coaches every three seasons. Yes, yes, seemingly. They haven't been good since Karnasek in the 80s. Uh, Ron Artest yeah. had to run there where he's yeah. all right. Haven't been good in a long time. Right. But they play – I mean, they, they're, they are sprinting. Right. They're, they're playing full-court press defense, mm-hmm. and as soon as you miss, they, whoever rebounds the ball for St. John's, everyone immediately takes off sprinting. Is it Mike Anderson end. the coach? Mike Anderson's a coach, and that makes sense. You know why? Because Mike Anderson is an Arkansas guy, and he was with Nolan Richardson. So they're going to try to do that with lesser players. And what that does is it speeds up the tempo, but it also exposes you when you're not any good. Yeah, this is his first year there, yeah. Mike Anderson. Yeah, first year there with right. St. John's. So ju- just from the fact that I think they're going to be able to get Villanova running mm-hmm. and be able to score a little bit and stick with them, that and the discrepancy from tickets to money – I like St. John's tonight plus 12.5. I think that's a good play. I like looking for teams that are trying to get in. I like looking for urgency, particularly in the NBA. But in college basketball, I don't mind laying a big number against a team that has a terrible record. I don't care if it's home or away because in college basketball, home court matters in college basketball, certainly. But if you're a 6-21 team, that tells me you don't win anywhere. Right. And laying a number like 11.5 against a team that's won 20 games or 15 games or 18 games, Probably going to work out for you. Yeah, what about like a uh, Georgia-South Carolina? A couple SEC teams. A couple bottom-middle-tier teams, it, right? I mean, do either one of those teams have a chance to get in? Probably not. It, probably not. 14-13 and 13 versus a 16-11 and 11 South Carolina team at home. I'm not even seeing a line 16-11 South Carolina team at home? Mm-hmm. I could have a chance. I don't see a line on I mean, that. If they do win their last two one? or three regular season games, uh, yeah, South Carolina is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the, the, the only reason to bet that game is because it starts at 5.30, so you could have early action. You could have early action. And you could buy out by halftime. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina, though, they win their last three. They win a game in the SEC tournament. Then they that gets into, them in, maybe. They turn into 19-12 and 12 or something. Maybe. That gets them in, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe a sense of urgency there. I, I don't necessarily uh, dislike South Carolina on that one. That's a favorite mm-hmm. I'd probably be okay with. So, um, But, yeah, not, nothing in the Big 12 tonight. Big 12 has been, uh, what was it, Kansas blew Oklahoma State out, covered easily on yeah, Monday. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And then West Virginia lost to Texas on Monday. That was one of those goofy lines also. Why would uh, West Virginia, who hasn't played really worth a damn on the road at all year. And they've been horrible. Lately. They've lost four or five or five or six. Then uh, pretty bad, yeah. yeah. They've been pretty bad. Texas, not a great team, but getting five and a half at home against that West Virginia team that can't win on the road. Texas is not great. But they're not the Kansas State or Oklahoma State either. They're, their record's not all that much different than OU's. It's very comparable to OU's. Yeah. And yeah. when Texas comes to Norman in the next week or so, the winner of that game probably gets in the tournament. Yeah, depending on what else happens the last couple mm-hmm. and, and whether one of those teams wins yeah. one in the Big 12 tournament, right. yeah. But te- OU's best win this year, West Virginia's a good one. Not as good as it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The Texas Tech win's a good Texas win. Texas Tech win's a good win. And other than that, the win at Texas might be it. Yeah. I mean, they Te- beat Minnesota. Tech and West Virginia are both faltering, though. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, so they're... I mean, Te- Tech has now lost Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in the right. last two weeks. Right. And West Virginia's lost either four or five or five or six. OU's value in the, the Texas win is looking better. Yep. But their win in the West Virginia game is looking worse. Right. I looked, uh, I looked yesterday at Bracketology before the Texas Tech game. And Lunardi had OU, I believe, as one of the last four in. He had him in a play-in mm-hmm. game as a 12 seed against NC State. So, for whatever that's worth. You want um, a big number against a terrible team? St. Louis, Travis Ford, by the way, 
Travis Ford, they're, the Billikens. They're not terrible. They're 19-8 and eight this year. What they're, a great name for a mascot, by the way. The Billikens. I don't even know what it is. It's a, some sort of bird. Yeah. And it might be fictional. It might not even be real. I'm okay with that. The okay. Billikens is a great nickname, especially for just like a random school like St. Louis. St. Louis Billikens. You like it. It'll look good on a t-shirt. <laughs> they're 19-8. and eight. They are tipping off against St. Joe's. 5-22. and 22. St. St. Louis is only giving 14 points in that game, which means that they can sleepwalk and win this game, right? They just yeah. show up, they roll the ball out there, they're going to win. Just on record alone, that makes me pique the interest of where I would see, where where's the money in this game? Because giving only 14 against that team makes me think that they might be up six at halftime and then get it together after that and probably put together a good second half. Yeah, so let's uh, let's look at St. Louis then. And nothing popped up. Well, who are they? Who are they playing? St. Joe's. S T. Period. S T. St. Louis is spelled spelled out. St. Joe's is not spelled out. For all you AP style guide people, I can't find it. Oh well. Maybe it's in an extra game. Yeah. We'll survive. Yeah, it's, maybe it's an extra game or just do a search on Lewis. Control F Lewis. Oh, there we go. St. Joe's and St. Louis. I would guess eighty percent of the money's on St. Louis. Of the money? Eighty percent of the tickets. Tickets. 54% of the tickets are on St. Louis. Interesting. So but the, only 30% of the money. So that so, means so the money is on St. Joe's to cover that The money is on St. Joe's. Yep. Interesting. 70% of the money is on St. Joe's to cover 14. Yep. What would it take for you to have to bet St. Joe's on that game? If you had to do it, it that'd be significant. I don't think I would. I, no, I think, no, I, think I like the St. Louis side of it. Yeah. Even with the even with more money on the St. Joe side, I think I like the St. Louis yeah. side of it. Yeah, well, you're you're betting on a team that can't win anywhere. Right. Yeah, I don't like that. To stay close. Yeah, I don't like that's that. That's a no player St. Louis. One right. Or two. Yep. I agree. I'm Colby Powell. That's Andrew Gilman. This is the first episode of By the Hook. Find us on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Andrew Gilman. Okay. Send us uh, all your questions, all your winners, all your losers, any bad beat stories. I love a good bad beat stories. A uh, good bad beat story, a good winning story. Get a good backdoor cover like I had last week with Xavier. Yeah, send them our way. We'll we'll read them on the on the podcast. I love gambling stories. Me too. Gambling I like stories, Vegas are stories great. are like uh, like gambling stories, and I don't even need. Unlike, I don't want to hear about your entire golf round without at least a two beer minimum. If you're gonna get buy me two beers, I'll listen from every shot tee to green. Go ahead. So I don't need every shot, but I'll, I'll take your five best or your five worst shots. If from I your ask round. you how'd you play today, I just want to hear a number and. I played okay. Or I want to hear a number and not so good. And then I'm good with that. See, I'm it's like asking someone, how's it going? You don't yeah. really want the answer to it. No, if I ask, no, if, if I meet up in the bar after the round and then the next group comes in, I'm like, how was it today? I want to Do hear. You care? I want to hear about the two birdies that yeah. he made and I want to hear yeah. about the triple. I don't want to hear. I don't, don't want to hear about Then the I was bars. in the fairway on one. No, I don't want to no, hear that. No, I don't that. want that. Right. But conversely, I don't care what the story is in Vegas. I want to hear all of them. Winning yeah. stories, losing stories, a no-bet situation, a rush-to-the-window situation, all of those. Give me all of those stories. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on all that. Um, so we'll be doing this a couple of times a week, talking uh, basketball, golf. Have you looked at the XFL at all? I have not only looked at the XFL, but been profitable in the XFL. Really? Yeah. I have not looked at a single line. I have not seen any content okay. at all from the XFL. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can name the Tampa Bay Vipers, right? Not sure. And the Dallas Renegade. Houston Gamblers? No, that's the, I don't USF, know. That's the USFL of the 80s. USFL, okay. Um, so I know nothing about the XFL, but if you have some, some St. insight. St. Louis Battlehawks. 
Billikens Battle is what it should be. They have the same colors. They're blue and gray, so it's perfect. And then you have the St. Louis Blues, which are also blue. The Cardinals are the only outlier in St. Louis as far as color scheme. Right. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, well, I was profitable on Dallas last week covering six, I think. They were down at halftime. And are you looking at the money, or what are you, what are you uh, looking I at? I was looking at some different articles on okay. uh, different places. Like the Action Network has a bunch of stuff on the XFL. Um, the totals are ridiculously low because they don't have any good players. Well, they don't have any good quarterbacks. Right. So right. Look, look at an NFL roster. You remember two or three years ago, like seven or eight of the main quarterbacks in the NFL got hurt. Yeah. And the product just wasn't any good. Right. And that's and, the problem with the XFL. Well, and, and that's with backup NFL quarterbacks. Sure. These are guys that who are, aren't good enough to be backup NFL quarterbacks. Right. They're three rungs below that. And that's the problem the XFL is going to have for me going forward is you – can't have a you can't have an entertaining product without good quarterback play. I just don't think you can. There's only about four players in the league that anyone's heard of. Landry. And Landry's one of them. People and around I here. Sort of remember dog. Cameron Artis Payne at, at Oh yeah, Auburn. I remember I, Cameron, I remember it, Cameron Artis Payne. Okay, so he's I didn't know he was in the XFL until you just said well, that. Well he though. plays uh, on the Renegades, I do believe. Okay. Uh, but the problem is they have a whatever the game schedule, if these guys get hurt, they're done. Because I'm having a hard time latching into a league where I don't recognize the players anyway. And if the ones that I do recognize get hurt, you're in big trouble. And that's why you see in the NFL, oh, man, you can't hit anybody anymore. The rules protect the quarterbacks. Yeah, you know why? Because no one wants to see Jim Sorge at yeah. quarterback. I want Peyton Manning, and I want him upright. Yeah. I want those names that I've heard of upright. I don't want to see Derek Anderson. I think there's a Derek Anderson that's – Played for every team in the league. There used the to league. be a Derek Anderson forever. Played right, for right. And there's Carolina some, for a long time. Yeah, and, and, and then whoever's name, Matt Moore. I don't want to see him play. I want to see Pat Mahomes play. So, yes, make the rules better that keeps Pat Mahomes in the game. Yes, and that's the, completely agree. That's the XFL's problem is there's barely enough players that you've heard of. So, let's keep them upright. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, if you have any XFL questions, just don't send tw- them to me. tweet them to Andrew. No, 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 don't do tweet that. Tweet them to Andrew, and he will give you – Insider XFL advice. I actually had an inside track, and I thought I was going to get my name, uh, suggested uh, mascot name for the Dallas team. They went with Renegades. I knew a guy who knew a guy that's the ops guy in Dallas. Actually, it's Matt McMillan, who was the ops guy at OU under Stoops. So him and Stoops are together in Dallas. The Dallas Drive was my idea. Dallas Drive. You got the metro area, the literal yeah. drive. It yeah, harkens back to the old west. There's all sorts of options, and it had, you got the good alliteration. I think usually, whenever a you team comes out with a new mascot, most people aren't going to like it. Right? Because Nobody likes because it. you don't know it. Right? You're not accustomed to it. I don't mind renegades, but I thought drive was better. You like have like a if big, a team, yeah, if a team launched themselves right now. And, and there had never been a team called the Packers, and a team just called themselves the Packers. How about the, the Knickerbockers? Yeah. People would go apeshit. Yeah, we, we'd be looking around th- thinking, what? That is horrible. You, you, the you, Dodgers? You named, your really? team, you named your team what? Yeah. But we know these teams. They've been right, around forever. Right, so it's fine. So right. we're good with it. Right. We're good with it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to be doing this a couple times a week, and on Wednesdays, we have to pick golfers. Okay. Because I'm, I'm a golf fanatic. I don't, yes. Just, 
Are you a weekend week out watcher? Yes, like myself. Okay. Yes. So we got okay. the haunt with the first of three Florida. Yeah. So this, this, this past is when Sunday, it gets good. This, so this gets past good. Sunday, you had Puerto Rico on the computer and the WGC on the TV. I watched none of Puerto Rico except I was sort of following along. Hoblin, thirty Hoblin. footer. From yeah, the I know. Walk I know, off. I know. I, Kobe. When they have the two weeks, both of them count on the PGA Tour. I don't watch the secondary event. Okay. I, know I usually don't just, watch the secondary. It counts event. just the same, but I I almost never watch the secondary event. Hoblin was tied for the lead coming down the stretch. I'm in. Yeah. Well, I'm that's in on different. that. That's different. Yeah. So uh, this week we've got the Honda Classic. Okay. Jack's Tournament. Start of the Florida Swing. Yep. Uh, got the Bear Trap, all that good stuff. Yep. Not a ton of big names in this uh, in this field. Okay. So looking at the odds, at the top the top five, you've got Fleetwood, Kepka, Fowler, Woodland, and Rose. Next best odds to win the tournament is Billy Horschel. He's so at 28 not, to 1. Are you looking at Horschel at 28? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Horschel at 25 to 1. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... I mean, not, not a ton of big names, which to me says go a little deeper and try to find some value because if one of those handful of big names at the top doesn't win, it's completely wide open to 50 guys. Right, but you're counting on those handful of names that you mentioned are the biggest names. I mean, when you're we're talking about Gary Woodland and Justin Rose, you're talking about the top five, eight guys in the world, right? I uh, watched Gary Woodland win a major last year in person. Well, that's remarkable. That was fun. Really great. It was fun. Yeah, and I've seen Justin Rose at the Masters, so what's your point? Uh, I have not. Congratulations. That sounds like fun, too. It was fun. I saw Sergio win there, too. How about that? Yeah. Actually, last year, I saw Kepka, Gary Woodland, and Justin Rose battle it out on the back nine at Pebble. All three in the top five odds. I don't like Kepka. I still am not sure if his knee's right. He just hadn't played good enough golf in, in so long. And Fleet, it, Fleetwood's never won a tour of it. Fleetwood's the odds-on favorite to win at 11-1. to 1. He's never won on the PGA Tour. I'm, I'm going to take a pass at 11-1. to 1. Yeah, it doesn't seem like quite enough value to me. I'd rather get him in a, in a big field where you yeah. get him at 25-1. to 1 Yeah, me too. Than taking him as a favorite. Um, that's a great point. And I, I assume that you are, and I know you have in the past, and this year I'm in another one where it's a what we call a one-and-done one golf and done. league. Yep. You pick a guy once during the entire 38-week season or however long it goes, uh, you don't get to choose him again. So when you do pick... Justin Rose or Rory, they better well cash for you because you know that they're going to be up there so many other weeks. It doesn't mean that you should shy away from the biggest names at the beginning of the year. You might not get Gary Woodland at the U.S. Open where he's probably going to make a cut. That's fine. But if you can get value on him at 25-1 to and he's going to win, in in, in our league, it's based solely on FedEx points. Okay, mine it's based on on money. Okay, so, so like I burned Dustin Johnson first tournament of the year. But what did he in get Hawaii? You? Yeah, it's a no cut tournament too, it, right? He finished fourth, maybe got me the four hundred k. Okay, so. buddy of mine used him last week, WGC Mexico, oh, where he won the, two of the last three years. Right, and it, luckily it was a no cut. If deal. there was a cut, he would have missed it. He no, didn't. A, right, but he, he still ended up t forty eight or whatever it was. Probably got I don't know. 50, the point is, though, in these leagues, don't save guys just because there's a bigger tournament down the road. Right. If you can see them winning, it doesn't matter if they win week one or week 31 my because only, the money's about the same. My only piece of advice for saving, the Tour Championship has the goofy new format where the leader starts at 10 under yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah. I am saving Rory for the Tour Championship because nobody's going to have more FedEx Cup points. He's going to start at 10 under, so I'm not using Rory the whole year. I'm saving him so for East Lake. That's the only tournament. The very last one is the, the one that does the, the very the, last the pro-rated the field. The tour right? championship at Eastlake is the only one. And I like that. I so like I'm, that. I'm a, and we picked two golfers at that event. Right. So I might even save Rory and JT. Yeah. And just hope to catch up ground, pick up ground on everybody in the last week. Well, good luck then. You got to find someone that's going to make the cut at the U.S. Open because yep. making the cut is the only thing that you're looking at there because. I mean, that's probably can, where I, I'm probably just running Kepka out at the U.S. Open until further notice. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Or Rose or somebody like that. Yeah, Rose is consistent. So there's a couple guys I follow on Twitter just for golf picks. Okay. And I almost play them blind just because they make cut after cut. And, and again, FedEx points, if you don't finish in the top five in FedEx points, it drops off so significantly. I haven't been able to get any winners this year, but I've made six out of six cuts or whatever it is. So I've been right up there with it. Uh, Gary Woodland and Billy Horschel are the guys that he says – for this week, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Billy Woodland Horschel at, at twenty-five to one, and Horschel at twenty-eight. Horschel, it seems to be made for these sort of events to me. I really like Horschel this week. I think there's a little bit of value in Daniel Berger, who's been playing good golf mm-hmm. has played good in this part of the country some. Uh, and if you're looking for an even longer shot, Eric Van Royen played great golf a week Last ago. Last week, yeah, he He's was, got he was a right up there. Beautiful golf swing. Yep, I'm showing him at forty to one, which is pretty so long just, odds. There's some decent value, but there. you're you're betting on him to stay hot. Yeah, you're just betting on him to stay hot. And when we're talking about golf bets, this is not the same as you would make for a football bet. Let's say, let's say you have a hundred dollars to spend on a golf tournament. Let's say you're going to invest a hundred dollars into it. You might put fifty on Gary Woodland at twenty-five to one, but you might spread out ten dollars on Corey Connors at seventy-five right. to one. You're not going to want to invest equally in all of these guys. The longer the long shot, the less money you should put on it. Yeah. Like a few weeks ago at Riviera. Because you can make up the ground just the same. Yeah. JB Holmes, a good player at Riviera. He was 70 to 1. I put mm-hmm. 10 bucks on him. Yeah. He didn't win, but only had 10 bucks on him. It, right. It wasn't what I would usually put on a golf tournament. So I didn't feel like I had uh, been, you know, a poor gambler. I wasn't going to put, you know, 50 or 100 bucks on JB Holmes at no, 70 it, to 1. It probably doesn't make sense, but even 2 or $3 might be worth it in that case because right. then you're making up all the money for your other bets if he does win. Right. I mean, if you put two dollars on a guy at seventy to one, you're not going to miss two dollars if you lose the bet. Right. If you hit it, good for you. Bucks. Good for you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly right. So uh, okay, we need to make picks then. So if I were betting one golfer this week, I'd bet Berger. He's at twenty-eight to one. That would be my bet, my play for the week. And what do you got on Horschel? I'll go Horschel this week. Horschel, I'm showing twenty-five to one on right. Horschel. Give me, give me those bets, and we'll track this. Uh, are we going to just go for golfers this year? If you're keeping a spreadsheet, we just going to go money on golfers, or do you um, want to go and? Or do you want to go uh, just seeing if we can pick winners? Uh, let's just because picking two. If you picked every golf event of the year and you were get, able to get two winners, that's pretty good. Let's just do units. Okay. So like you've got Horschel at twenty five to one. So if it right. hits, you'll be up twenty five units. Okay. If Berger hits, I'll be up twenty eight units. At okay. the end of the season, after the after the tour championship, we'll add up our units and see who has more units. That means that someone's got to pick a winner. That means someone's got to pick a winner. And if you don't, then if neither so one of us, if neither one us pick a winner the entire season, that's pretty sad. Maybe, maybe let's track top fives and top tens on there too, though. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, we'll we do can track top fives, top tens, and winners. Right. That way, we can see if we're staying in the business. Yeah, we could even do. We could come up with some sort of scoring system where we had, you know, you get three points for a top ten, you get ten points for a top five, yeah, you get fifty points for a winner. A lot of people will be interested Something in how like we that. do in our standings. Uh, yes, a I mean people, people are. I'm really already getting interested. tweets. We haven't even published the podcast yet, and people are wanting to know <laughs> where who do we you stand. got? Who do you got? Uh, so then every show we're gonna do three picks, just whatever NBA, NCAA, NHL. If you want to pick a hockey game, pick a hockey game. Mm-hmm. We'll do three picks. Next time we're on the air, we'll recap our three. So we'll uh, we'll go back and forth. We'll do snake. So nobody picks two in a row. Okay. I'm jumping out early. I'm taking a pick I know you won't want. Okay. Give me the Cleveland Cleveland Cavs plus eight. You're right. I don't want anything to do with that. Give me the Cavs plus eight. The Sixers are terrible on the road. Mm. I'm in. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the game that we just, just discussed earlier. I want St. Louis at home minus fourteen against the Bonnies. St. Louis minus fourteen. Mm-hmm. All right. That's one. 
Give me another. Oh, my turn again. Your turn again. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go a bracket busters here. I'm gonna go East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State. Team that I've actually watched a little bit this year. Certainly track their scores on the road at Walford. I think they're the Moccasins, by the way. The Moccasins. Did you know that I watched East Tennessee State OU play in the first round of the NCAA tournament? OU was a one seed. They wheeled the TV into our classroom at school, like ninth grade, whatever it was. OU won by one as a one seed. That was a really good OU team in 89. You know what that is? That's a huge bummer because OU could have made history. Yeah. And, and they instead been they won by 16. They could have been UMBC. Yeah. Like what it was. A yeah, couple years. exactly. Keith Mr. Jennings was the name of the player for uh, – East Tennessee State that went off on OU. Very nice. Uh, give me the moccasins minus three and a half. Three and a half on the road at Walford. The, the ter- hook. The Terriers. Yep. There's the hook. There's the hook. Uh, all right. For my next, I might one. buy that down to three. I might buy that down to three. Yeah, just so I don't get beat on something like that. Yeah, I'm taking St. John's at Villanova mm. plus twelve and a half. Give me St. John's. Watched them play last week. They play fast. They're fun to watch. Give me St. John's plus the 12. They'll stay close to Villanova. Discrepancy in money and tickets there, too, which I like. And I'm going to... me again, isn't it? Yeah, it's you again. Yeah, we go back and forth, don't we? Um, I got one go more. I'm, go- I'm going NBA also. I'm going NBA. Uh, I think we're looking at the same game, so yep. I'm going to go to a different one. Okay. And I'm going to take the... Mm. All right, give me the Grizzlies plus 11 and a half on the road. Oof. Yep. Give Ooh. me the Grizzlies plus 11 and a half. That's a no-play game for me. I don't trust the Rockets at all. I'll hold my breath while I'm, I'm watching watch Russ too much. I just don't trust him. I don't trust him. All right. This doesn't happen very often because the Knicks aren't a favorite very often. But give me the Knicks oh. minus one and a half at Hornets. Okay. I thought the game you were looking at was Miami, so I stayed away from Miami mm-hmm. minus the 11. That's mm-hmm. a, a bigger line for a favorite, though. So. Yep. All right. You've got St. Louis minus 14, East Tennessee State minus three and a half, the Knicks minus one and a half. All favorites. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you got all favorites. I've got all dogs. I've got Cavs plus eight, St. John's Ooh, plus I don't 12 like and that. Half, I don't like that. I don't and like Grizzlies that. Grizzlies plus 11 and a half. Yeah. I can see a couple of 0 3s coming. We're locked in now. <laughs> We're no, locked no in. No take backs. All right. Uh, all right. First one's in the books. Okay. By the hook. Hit us up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Andrew Gilman. Okay. Uh, rate and subscribe this podcast wherever you may be listening. And join us next time. Thanks for listening to By the Hook.